No, we gotta get it. Nate, Nate doesn't want it. Nate, Nate. I'll do it again. He's I'll do it again. I'll do it again. <laughs> this is funny, though. Just let me restart. This is funny. <laughs> we'll, go, we'll have this going on in music. Just start oh it. Oh my up. god. This, I'll put this in the background for the music. Okay, so, guys. We got 20 minutes. We gotta just go. Here we go. We're gonna rapid fire. Yeah, let's do it. Real this. quick, before we get to the, the Miami Open, which is on everybody's mind right now, some crazy stuff's been going on there, including. Shot of the year from J.J. Wolf, left-handed passing shot for Steph Sitsi Pass, almost in the splits. Just a ridiculous, absurd shot that no one has in their bag, uh, maybe besides J.J. So before we get to all that stuff, Indian Wells, we we had fun out there. That place is amazing. The venue is amazing. The the just the whole facility, the setting, the viewing. Just for a fan to go there, that's like. You, you're you're taking in tennis paradise, and it's it's uh it's not going to disappoint. So really quick, Taylor Fritz, Iga Schwantek, the champions. Schwantek moves into world number one on the WTA tour after the abrupt uh, announcement from Ash Barty. She's actually leaving the sport. Announces her retirement at 25 years old. Left a left quite a um, legacy out on the court in a short time. But it's a tough day for tennis to lose her. Tough week, I guess, for for tennis. And she was just. She repped tennis so well. She did so much for the sport, and I think she was like the most beloved person in the locker room. I feel like she had no enemies. The the, the amount of respect and commentary and just shout-outs she got for her career was uh, pretty telling. And it happened late at night, like at 11, I want to say like 11 or 10 at night. Um, and it was just like the, the uh, feedback from her peers just came flooding in from all social media, um, it was, which was pretty cool to watch. But Iga Swiatek, the first Polish player i believe to ever to ever have a world number one ranking pretty awesome achievement she's just been super solid just 20 years old with a huge future in front of her but just continues to win at a high level gets a a massive title in indian wells comes to miami in form and looks really good there as well so um and then taylor fritz same thing i mean he's just been continually chipping away just taking cracks at these guys he has a few upsets at these tournaments but has never been able to quite close out a Masters 1000. He takes his first one home in California, a place where he grew up. I mean, he, he grew up in California. He grew up going to this tournament with his family, and it's a tournament he's probably dreamed of winning since he was seven years old. Fritz takes it. I mean, he had an awesome tournament. Uh, plays Rafa Nadal in an epic final, which unfortunately uh, will have Rafa sidelined for like six weeks. Uh, he played through some but cracked best, ribs. Best uh, best match of the year. Was was which one? The Fritz Fritz Nadal? Nadal Alcaraz. Nadal Alcaraz. Yeah, and so Fritz takes it, and he was battling his own injuries. I mean, you know, you go through one of those events, you're not going to be healthy coming out. And he's, he battled, battled some leg injury, wins a title in just just dominant fashion. I mean, the slow hard courts in Indian Wells suited his game pretty well. The ball sits up for a big ball striker like him, and he can move opponents around the court. I, I was happy for him to grab his first Masters, and he's just uh, number, he's world number 13 now. So his highest ranking ever, highest ranked American. And he's looking good in Indian Wells, but like you said, main takeaways from, from uh, Indian Wells. What's your what, what are your what are your couple top memories that that you won't forget from that one? I mean, definitely just the Alcaraz Nadal. I mean, that that you being out there and like kind of looking at him, you know, sending all the videos in, just watch it, kind of watching each one of the matches that Alcaraz played all the way up through mm-hmm. it, and then just getting to see that at the end. And like you said, it's like an assist into the final because. Uh, I mean, Rafa had. Rafa, not, you can't be 100% after playing a match like that. He had the quarter match. Maybe he was. Then he had the Riley match. And then he had that. I mean, like, it was like Rafa yeah. just had. Opelka. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Opelka gave him hell. Yeah. I mean, 
that was just an unbelievable tournament from Rafa. I mean, 21 matches in the first three months of 2022, coming off a six-month uh, injury sideline. You just didn't. Like, I don't think anybody in the tennis world saw it coming. He won his first 20 matches of the season. Just yeah. a ridiculous start to the season. Uh, it's a huge bummer he got hurt and will miss a good chunk of the clay court season, which is where a place that he obviously has been uh, extremely dominant. He's been the best of all time. So tennis loses him for six weeks. Did he but, get hurt in the Alcaraz match, or was it in the first? Uh, match? I think he came out ginger gingerly on the serve against Fritz from the beginning. I felt like, and it looked so like it something was happen. off. So I'm thinking it happened against Alcaraz. I mean, just he had. Four epic matches in a row, right. and it's just yeah, it's gonna, at thirty-five years old. Your bounce back, your recovery is not the same. So the rib is broken. Yeah, I think they're so. broken. I think they're actually broken. Uh, at least yeah, I'm not. Sure. I, I didn't really read into it too much. I just saw six weeks and. I would take it ab like super ab abnormally strong person's own stomach muscles to break your own rib. Yeah, I mean no, <laughs> and I and I had heard people that had suffered from the same injury that apparently Rafa had. They couldn't even like walk or do any yeah. physical activity. The fact that this guy was competing and looked pretty damn good yeah. against Taylor Fritz, uh, that's that's pretty impressive. But no, Indian Wells guys, if you ever have a chance to get out there, take full advantage. They don't call it tennis paradise for just because. I mean, it's place is just insane. Yeah. The backdrop, the you're looking at mountains. The venue is set up for t for fans uh, to come in so and just. What are the biggest differences? Because you're just bare at uh -huh. both places. Which, First off, between Miami Open? Yeah, well, what's the air like? What, what's the, the air, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good question. I'm I think that's, curious. a lot of players talked about the air. I mean, you're, 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 the higher elevation definitely means the, the ball through the air, I think it's going gonna, gonna to fly a little bit, which is the, 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 heavy, the heavy, humid conditions right in Miami. The yeah, the ball is going to just naturally be kind of slowing up based on that fact alone. And then as far as the, the court surfaces, Indian Wells is slow, and Miami Open is, I, I mean, it sounds like it's even a little bit slower. I mean, guys complained constantly in Miami, which I did not hear in Indian Wells, about how they were, like, Fritz was playing against Hercotch in a practice set. He's like, he's, he told he told a coach, he's like, it wasn't Anico, and I forget who it was. He was like, I'm swinging as hard as I can, and I can't hit the ball past him. He's like, what, like, and he got torched in a practice set. Because the air or the wind? I, I I think both. I think the air is heavy, and I think the courts are very slow, and I think that's a tough combination that these guys have to kind of adjust to. It's like it's a hard court, but it's playing like you're playing 20-ball rallies pretty consistently against these top players because, yeah, you're not cracking winners like um, like these guys are accustomed to. So, uh, But the, as far as the venue standpoint goes, Indian Wells is just more fan-friendly. It's just you, every practice court has a viewing station or a viewing kind of um, vantage point where you can see perfectly, like – even if you're not in the front row of one of these little side side stadium courts that are set up for practices, like you can be on one of these walkways that overlooks and see like ten courts at the same time. Really? Miami Open, it was built in a parking lot, and that's what it feels like. I mean, it, they have they had the funds and the money to make it happen, which is awesome, and they kept the Masters One Thousand in in the United States, which is really cool. And they that, that's. Yeah, just well, a huge I achievement. That, I would notice that the videos too are just like there's a lot of like astroturf at the Yeah, it's a lot it's a lot of turf. I mean they they had to bring in a lot I mean, like I said, it's on a it's on some cement, it's on blacktop, so you have to to, to make it look pretty, they they did a great job and put down a ton of astroturf. So But it's like being on the inside of like one of those rubber stains where the like in a heat, I uh -huh. bet you that the ground is just smoking hot. And and, and that's like my, my biggest concern is less like for the Miami Open is just like you have to make this accessible for fans. Like I could not my whole thing is like if I bring one of my buddies that's not a tennis fan, could I convince them to stay here a day with me and watch tennis? At Indian Wells, I don't think I have a problem. In Cincinnati, I don't think I have a problem. 
Miami Open, I probably don't have a problem. I probably it's there's palm trees, there's uh, great music, there's good food, there's nice lounges, there's really it's just it's a cool place. It's Hard Rock, but it's like ten of the practice courts you can't see uh, unless you're peeping through a little crack in the uh, fence and the windbreaker, and you just glance and see like half the point from half the half like the ad side. Like you're not seeing, you don't get to see the the, the guys put the work in on the practice courts, which to me. Doing what I do, like that's a big bummer. But um, no doubt, no, that's for a fan perspective. And then there's just like, a lot of fences. You want to see the people that you wanna... exactly on the. And there's just a lot of fence. Like they have like this whole like this fence separates media. This fence separates like the coaches. This fence separates the fans. It's like that's a lot of fences, and it takes away from kind of the intimacy that you experience at Cincinnati or Indian Wells or these smaller tournaments. Um, but no, Miami Open. Great it's, event, it's obviously. US, it's, it's still U.S. soil. And it's obviously got, a top ten. It's, yeah. it, it draws in one of the best draws in all of tennis. The talent speaks for itself. They get every big name you can ever imagine that's healthy, um, and they get all the big sponsors to get down there. So, no, I think Miami Open is it, it's it's a great event. Um, I just think that not being able to view some practice courts for me, a bit of a bummer. Yep, yep, yep. But. Miami Open. So far, you've been tuned in, and I know you. The group chat has been been busy. You guys have uh, watched a handful of matches. What are your uh, your first week one? What, that, what did you see? I think that originally, I'm following all the Americans because I'm a Homer. Um, but I like it. Like the nothing wrong with being a Homer. I mean, JJ Wolf. I, I watched the Titsy Pass. JJ Wolf. I've like been following. Corey how about so? How about Wolf at, going from a what like, like a forty five to 48 minute loss in Acapulco three weeks ago. Right. Then he takes Sitsi Pass. Uh, well, he, he, and when that's what I was going to ask you too, because like that, that weather, that's right on the ocean, but they say that that's not as humid, so weird. Indian Wells or Acapulco? Acapulco. Acapulco, Wyoming, yeah. Okay, yeah, Miami. yeah. Yep. It, I, I'd, I'd heard it was, yeah, Acapulco played a little bit, a little bit quicker. Yeah, so that's bizarre to me because you'd think that it would be even hotter. And, and that venue looked because it's unbelievable. South, but like, whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so. Um, but JJ th- Wolf, absolutely the forehand with the switching over to the other hand. That was <laughs> sick. I mean that that was like the shot heard around the world, and that's a like the feedback from the other players on the tour, like or like, just like the responses on the on like the videos that were posted was pretty cool to see how much uh, players respected that shot. That like I don't know if any of those guys have in their bag besides JJ. It's just like when do you practice that? Do does he practice that? The answer is like yes. I've seen Wolf hit this shot a number of times. Corda even commented on Tennis TV's post, like, I've been beat by this shot before. Like, this is a shot that he's, that he's worked on. He feels more comfortable on the stretch, on the full stretch, going to the left hand, just choking up on it, rather than putting two hands on it and kind of wrapping around your body. And he just gets enough power on it. He gets enough pace on the ball. And he has some – he's obviously got some some precision with it. As I mean, he put that ball on the line in just a – just a, it was a crucial point. Number three – Dude in the world, and Steph was shocked. I mean, and so so was so was Steph coaching the coaching box. The next point, or was the point? I think it was the next point. Another ridiculous point where he ends up hitting a forehand on the run for to win a point. It's just like Wolf put on a show in Miami and in Indian Wells and in Acapulco. So yeah. happy for him. Yeah, but it's three in a row, so he's legit. And like that was the other thing. That big for the rankings. Yeah, huge for the rankings, but like just to get fourteen more games the next time too. That's like, for your mental. That is to that means th- you just know you can hang. I know the last set like you said, kind of yep. like just got that. I think that like we were joking on the like you were talking about the chat going, but it was just there was a lot of just pumped that he could play with him all the way through. 
you know, the second I mean, set. He he only lost one break in the first set. So yep. then we're just everything is there and it's like he got two up because the third set it's like I think, like you said, the cool thing was is to see the mentality that he had throughout the match. Like he believed in his stuff could be good enough to be the top four or five, whatever he is right now in the world. He he almost held a serve too on the third set, which would have made it three two. So to be honest, like he wasn't like, I mean, you just said said it on the way over. Like even the pros get bageled sometimes. I think that like just got he got. Titsy Pass's best freaking set. Yeah, might have ran. Out, he might have ran out of legs a little bit. I mean, he had a tough. I mean, he went let, like like look at it. Acapulco to Indian Wells to Phoenix to Miami. Play Titsy Pass. That's twice. a lot of tennis. Play Titsy Pass and play. Yeah, play Titsy Pass twice. That's a lot of tennis. And no, you can't take anything but positive things away from from, from the Wolf Camp. But the Americans in general on fire. Tommy Paul, Taylor Fritz, round three, Miami Open, two best friends. Tiafo, Tiafo, Brooksby, Corda. That's the other one. Brooksby's on fire. I mean, the, the, on a hard court, that's yeah. not a guy you want to see. I don't care who you are. It's like he has. He can give anybody problems, and he's and he's going to. I mean, so it was pretty cool. We actually did a little shoot with him yesterday for about forty five minutes on the practice courts. Just got to know him a little bit, and his uh, Joe Gilbert, who's who's his coach, one of the best coaches. That, um, I mean, in tennis, I, I I have to imagine just listening to his communication with with Jensen on the practice courts and what they're working on with this, like uh, the backhand particularly is what I was listening to. Just listening to how they want, like how he's coaching him to hit through the ball, and how he explains it and describes it. It's just, it was very fascinating. And I think he's been coaching him since he was like seven years old or something. Um, they have a really cool dynamic in, uh, for a, a coach player, and I think they're gonna do big things. And uh, Jensen's now using the uh, the blade for his seventh straight year. I know you're a big fan of the blade, so he's going on year seven with the blade. He's got a Uomo partnership. That Which line, I, 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 I'll be honest. Like I've gotten into, I've looked at that brand a whole lot more just because of Brooksby. Because yep. it's so plain and just little little secret for just the pure tennis podcast listeners. Yomo Sport and Tennis Point have something special coming down the line. Just uh, just throwing that oh, out good. there a little bit. That's good. We'll, we'll, we'll sum the water stuff. on that a little bit because it's it's going to happen. I feel safe saying that on the podcast. You can, we can. Uh, you don't have to like wear some uh, the, the the stuff just looks better because you don't have to wear a giant brand name. It like, does. It, you want it's a just a low key logo. It's very want. it's very high quality made. You don't have to have like some weird thing all over your body. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and no, and, and the Yomo team is is awesome to work with. So um, I'm just really into Eagles. <laughs> like oh yeah. I can tell. Nice That's short. funny, but so yeah, uh, the, just the Americans in general. I'm happy for, and then Riley Opelka, who unfortunately had a had to. Uh, he, I think he was. I think I'm pretty sure he was banged up. He's played an incredible amount of tennis he with Delray and Dallas and all yeah. these other tournaments. He's a little banged up, but he's also uh, top thirty player, and he's he's going to be a force to be reckoned with when when the American hardcourt swing returns for the U.S. Open. Um, Do we talk about Tiafu and or the we? I think we got to talk about Kyrgios, but I know you got. I know you got to hustle, and pick gotta, up the kids, no, but we got to talk about your boy Kyrgios. He dismantled <laughs> Rublev, took him to the woodshed, six three six zero fifty one minutes oh. on stadium. I mean, it's the slow. It's that slow air. He's one hundred sixty one pounds. He can't. It's like just like he said. It's slower than Acapulco. <laughs> Typically, I mean, he's got more can, pop. Please, for the love of humanity. Rublev, learn how to hit a volley. I mean, I, I went to the practice courts. That he's hitting court volleys like high. a frying pan. Hachinov was ripping balls at him. He's hitting balls like you, when you're hitting a volley. I wish I. You, this is why we're gonna get this camera set up so you guys can see us. But he's not. There's no carve on his volley at all. Yeah. He's straight pancaking the ball like with a frying pan. It looks so brutal. Um, and and 
Kyrgios is one of the smartest players. You can't you can't have that hole in your game. No, you can't, especially when you're playing against Kyrgios, a guy who is his IQ. Regardless of what people say about his his mental his, his mental game, IQ. yeah, his tennis IQ is off the charts, and he knows the game so well. I think he Taylor Fritz had kind of signaled it or kind of made, made mention of it about a year ago, and he said like, yeah, he helped him on the practice court. We're just diagnosing like just breaking down the game a little bit, and Fritz and and Kyrgios is going to make you hit shots that you don't want to hit. That includes he's going to hit the drop shot. He's going to hit the lob. He's got all the sh- tr- tricks in the bag to make you uncomfortable. Okay, so three, minute, like three minutes left. So you get Medvedev and Kyrgios in the final. Yeah. Who wins that match? Oh, that's tough. Just because we're. Th- I mean, so I guess Kyrgios. So Kyrgios over Center. I'm, I'm, I'm. I like that matchup. If it happens, Center ducked him in Indian Wells. Fair enough. Uh, he was he tummy ache. But now Kyrgios has to play Center, and that's going to be popcorn. Uh, Medi, he still has to get through. A couple, yep. Which, which I, I don't. Th- I, I honestly, it's a bad matchup for Brooksby. If we get through that though, that'd be great. I'm like totally pulling for him. Like I usually root. It's a bad matchup for anybody, but but yeah, no, I don't think he. Like if he can get through if, that, if we get Medi versus Kyrgios in the finals, it it better be on. Put it on ESPN. Taylor and Fritz could get him in the semis if if Taylor Fritz doesn't like get run out through, of gas. If he doesn't get run out over by Tommy Paul train tonight. Tommy Paul, I, give me Tommy Paul tonight. Three set Tommy Paul win today. Yes. I'm predicting it. I think TP's got the goods. He looks. And I love Tommy. Watching him on the practice courts as well. I mean, I'm guys. If you want to find me at an event, I'm on the practice Tommy courts. Paul. That's all. That's, that's where I'll be. Yeah. It's where I get. It's like where you find the most information. It's like that. That's the get a, get a grounds pass day one through four. Grounds pass. No stadium courts needed. But Tommy Paul, that's gonna be a great matchup. Yeah, no, Nate, you're th- you're you're hamming it up with Curious. That's what I thought. Like, yeah. I mean, like, and these guys are just cool on dudes. On the practice court. Yeah, yeah. Totally. It was on the pra- yeah with Tiafo. Um. Also, shout to Makoko, Katie McNally, and Coco Golf doing their thing. Uh, they they sell out any stadium you put them on. I mean, it's like the, those oh, yeah. people want to see the show. Eighteen year old and twenty year old out there make, putting their dream together, and their friendship is just pretty special. They have a cool bond, and it's a uh, awesome pair to watch. But lastly, guys, there's so much Miami Open. We're gonna get back with you guys this week. I just want to touch on a few tennis point things that are in shop right now uh, that are that are new to our site that I think are pretty cool. Leading off head speed. That's something we've talked about before. Seen it on court. In Indian Wells at the Miami Open, just a beautiful stick matches all types of apparel that these guys are wearing, and it's it's got the goods. You got Yannick Sinner and JJ Wolf using it. It's uh, Novak Djokovic when he returns, uh, as well as many others. You got the summer preview of the Nike Court kits. That looks clean. That's a pre-order item. Check that out. You have the new Pure Strike VS, brand new stick, brand new colorway. You guys, you guys are gonna, you guys. There's plenty of Strike fans out there. I don't have to sell you guys on this. This is just top of the line equipment. Uh, Dunlop the brown leather grip though. Brown leather grip though, that is true. Brown leather grip is 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 pretty spiffy and you it's it's pretty suave. You got the Dunlop SX three hundred on court with Kachmanovich, who's been absolutely dicing people. That's just he's he's playing unbelievable. And also Dunlop did an amazing job at the Miami Open, being the uh, the the ball sponsor out there with the Grand Prix, picking up some of those practice balls, bouncing them. Guys, I know I got some people mad at me on, on my personal Instagram. I t- said that those were the uh, my favorite ball. It's either that or Wilson U.S. Open, and people gave me a hard time. I I, I want to double down. The Grand Prix ball, it just the, it's a crisp, firm bounce. I'm telling you guys. But guys, a lot of fun check in. It's this Monday. We're gonna get another podcast in. We'll have videos soon. We promise. The new studio is coming together. We're looking at it. We're in it right now. It is a. Uh, Shout out to producer Patton for putting this all together. And uh, <laughs> make sure you guys call him producer Patton. He loves the nickname. He loves it. So, guys, have a great Monday. Watch a lot of tennis. And go Tommy Paul tonight. I, I, Fritz, playing well. I got to go Tommy. Goodbye.
been pretty hectic. We started off doing anything well with the uh, tennis court team, and then from there we had a college tournament. From there we went to the Open. But we're back in the studio where we want to be. I'm here joined by the legend, producer Patton. What's going on? How's your weekend? You don't know if you're, you're not big on the nickname producer Patton. <laughs> no, I, hey, that, that's, that's a technical problem. 